0: This is At the Core of Care, a podcast where people share their stories about nurses and their creative efforts to better meet the health and healthcare needs of patients, families, and communities. I'm Sarah Hexum Hubbard, Executive Director of the Pennsylvania Action Coalition and the National Nurse-Led Care Consortium. It's an unprecedented time to be entering the field of nursing, as our country grapples with George Floyd's murder, widespread protests, and of course the COVID-19 pandemic. We've been reaching out to recent nursing school graduates to take stock of the situation, and we're gonna spend this episode with Andre Bennett. Andre graduated from Lincoln University, a historically black college and university in Southeastern Pennsylvania. He's gonna share with us his outlook on what's happening in our country, the need for social justice, and how that all relates to his interest in mental health nursing.
1: Racism and mental health is connected, right? So if you're the vulnerable population that is experiencing that racism constantly, that is going to wear on you mentally, and it's going to pass down through generations, because what you are going through, you now have to explain to your children, you know, how they present themselves, and I mean, as an African American male living now, hey, it's a toss-up, whether you return home or not.
0: Before the COVID-19 pandemic hit, Andre took a leave of absence from his job so he could start studying for the boards to become a registered nurse. Now, Andre's not even sure when he'll sit for the exam.
1: Well, right now with the uh, pandemic, a lot of things are backed up. A lot of people that were supposed to take their NCLEX exams, is very difficult to even get a date right now because of all the backup. It's really... Disheartening in a way, but it is what it is. And you know, that's the one thing as a nurse, you have to figure it out, right? It's all about critical thinking.
0: Andre says he had never considered becoming a nurse until his wife began to nudge him. His wife happens to be Daisy Lara, president of the Philadelphia chapter of the National Association of Hispanic Nurses.
1: In my mind, I never imagined being a nurse, I was always a CNA or that role nurse's aide. And I did that for several years. And she would tell me periodically, why don't you become a nurse? And I would tell her back, I don't think I can do that. And here I am. So yeah, she was one of the people that really inspired me. And if I can be half the nurse that she is, I know i would be well off.
0: In recent years, Andre has worked as an overnight supervisor at the Veterans Administration Hospital in Chester County. After he takes his boards, Andre hopes to continue working with vets. We'll hear now from Andre about why that is.
1: Well, what I wanted to do was go into the mental health side of nursing. I think that's very much needed, even more so than uh, before. And the reason why I chose to go that route is because my father was a Vietnam vet and he suffered from PTSD. He had some other issues that were going on. And I just feel as though this is my way of honoring my father and also my way of being able to give back to veterans who sacrificed so much for us. I can remember uh, when I first started nursing out, I'm actually 51 years old, so I'm an older nursing student. So when I first told my father that I was going into nursing, he was ailing. And the one thing that he said to me was, oh, well, at least you have a guinea pig. (laughs) (laughs) it's just so much going on right now and i think that we need nurses more than ever right because what is a nurse one of the nurses main things and main objectives is to be an advocate for our patients we are the buffer in between our patients and sickness and i think if we use that same drive that we have for our patients, we can make meaningful change, not only with COVID, but with the way the whole country is dealing with this whole racism piece. And there's so many different ways you can go with nursing. I think any position that you have, you could actually input a nurse there to exhibit their training, right? So there's nurses that deal with law. There's nurses that deal with mental health. There's medical nurses All types of different fields use nurses. A lot of research uses nurses, you know, so there's so many different avenues and ways you can go as a nurse. And there's so many pieces where you can fit nurses in to help, you know, at least add some good, valuable input to that situation. You know, I want to go back and get my master's so that I can become a nurse practitioner, a mental health nurse practitioner. That's one of my goals in the near future. I want to be on the floor maybe a year and a half, two years, to get some experience there and then apply to a school so I can get my master's. And one of the things that the VA that I was able to do was actually counsel people in the VA. Because you have these guys with PTSD and they can't sleep and they're up all night and a lot of them are in pain. So a lot of times they just want to sit and talk and to be that ear for them and to be able to try to incorporate some type of solution for them or suggestion. It was beneficial for me as a nurse. And a lot of those guys would come to me and say, oh, Andre, I know, you know, you're in nursing school. I'm having this issue. What do you think it is? And I'm like, it could be this or this or this. But I said, how about we sit down and look it up together? Because what that did for me was it gave me an opportunity to further study what their symptoms were. And it gave them an opportunity to learn what it possibly could be. So I feel like that was beneficial for both of us. When I took um, my mental health courses, I actually took my clinicals at the Veterans Administration Hospital. And I really liked that rotation. Uh, when I went there and they, you know, showed the different ways that you're supposed to interview and how to present yourself and how to allow people to communicate with you. That was big for me. Because for me, that didn't feel like work because I actually had an opportunity to go in and talk to people, and see what really made them tick. It was just enlightening for me. And it's one of those things where you have an aha moment, right? And it's like, okay, I think this is what I want to do. Because realistically, as a nursing student, your whole way through, you know, they're giving you these different clinicals, these different classes, and you're going to resonate to one, maybe two. And that's how you really figure out, like, oh, I think that's what I want to do. You know, some people want peds. Some people want, you know, mental health. Some people want to work med search, But you will find something that you want to do. And for me, that, that was my aha moment when I had that clinical and I was able to sit down and have a conversation and take notes And let somebody just really vent, right? And get it off their chest. And for them to say, Andre, thank you for listening. I didn't have the answers. I didn't know everything to do. But they were just appreciative that I listened. And for me, that is an awesome position to have. racism and mental health is connected right so if you're the vulnerable population that is experiencing that racism constantly that is going to wear on you mentally and it's going to pass down through generations because what you are going through you now have to explain to your children you know how they present themselves and i mean as a african-american male living now Hey, it's a toss-up, whether you return home or not. It's really important to be able to speak. What happened to Mr. Floyd was so disheartening, right? Even though you know it happens, right? You know it happens. Some of them have been filmed... Some of them have not. But this particular one, for me, the way it was different, is A, it happened in broad daylight. B, he was pressed on the concrete with a knee in his neck. And C, there was another video that arose where the three other officers were also kneeling on him. You know, so it's just, it's really disheartening to see an individual murdered. Because normally, many times you hear about it, but to actually see it clear. Now, the reason why it's very personal to me Is not only that he's black and that it could have been me, not only the fact that he was not a threat in any way, not the fact that they took his life without regard and humanization of him as a person, but the fact that my father was a police officer and. Because they committed that act, it makes all police look bad. There are some African-Americans that will never, ever trust a police officer because of what they saw. That image will constantly be burned into their mind. And that is unfair. It's unfair to the Floyd family and it's unfair to our nation, to the people who try to do good, to the cops who go out every day and try to do good. I have worked with some extraordinary nurses, and you know, I, I worked in the ICU and I've seen the elderly come in with bed sores that I could put my hand through and I've seen nurses take care of them fix them up and then go outside of the ICU into a waiting room and cry I've seen people come in who have overdosed and we couldn't bring them back I have seen nurses take care of them, go outside the room, and cry. We are involved. A lot of people that are at these protests, they're our patients. People that are being victimized, they're our patients. And like I said before, what nurses are, we're advocates. And there's no better time for us to be advocates than right now.
0: Special thanks to Andre Bennett for taking time to talk with us. Funding for this podcast comes from the Center to Champion Nursing in America, which is a joint initiative of the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation, AARP, and the AARP Foundation, along with the Pennsylvania Action Coalition. Stephanie Marudas of Covinda Media is our producer, and we have production assistance from Brad Linder. I'm Sarah Hexham Hubbard of the Pennsylvania Action Coalition and the National Nurse-Led Care Consortium.